The Lymphoma Voices podcast brings you a series of conversations around topics of interest for people affected by lymphoma, the fifth most common cancer in the UK. Hello, my name is Carly Benton and I am the Volunteering Development Manager at Lymphoma Action. I'm delighted to be joined by Penny and Mark today, two of our wonderful volunteers. Welcome Penny and Mark. Hello. Hello Carly. So for the benefit of our listeners, the charity is very fortunate to have such a wonderful community of volunteers. The invaluable contribution of time, experience, professional skills and expertise really does make such a difference to the work we do for people affected by lymphoma. Without the support of our volunteers, we really wouldn't be able to reach as many people as we do, deliver many of our important services and raise awareness across the UK. And we're extremely grateful for the work that we can do together to support people affected by lymphoma. So Penny, you've been a volunteer with us since 2017 and Mark since 2010. Penny, can you start off by telling us a bit about yourself and what motivated you to get involved with the charity? Okay, um, I'm a follicular lymphoma patient. I was diagnosed back in 2013 and sort of tried to work through um, having treatment and um, uh, carry on working and, and what have you. And when I um, went back to work, I ran a business. Um, I, I, I couldn't fully engage in the business, so I didn't think that was fair on my business partner and decided that I would um, retire from day-to-day -day working life. Um, but felt I still had something to give. And um, I'd always worked in medical communications and uh, a lot of meeting facilitation. And uh, the Live Your Life programme was just um, in those early stages of launching and they were looking for meeting facilitators. And it was just sort of fitted so well with my skill set that I felt that it would be really good to give something back to the lymphoma community, really. And uh, it was a great way of... of doing something new, something that was engaging, but also um, realising very much so that, that you're just not alone. And how did you find out about the Live Your Life programme? Where did you see that advertised? I think it was probably through the website or maybe Lymphoma Matters, actually. So I'd signed up for uh, the magazine to come out. And, um, and maybe, uh, I think maybe when that came out, there was talk about looking for um, facilitators for the meetings programme and there was going to be some training. So um, that's how I got involved in it. And Mark, how about you? Um, what motivated you to get involved with the charity? Uh, well, I was diagnosed uh, again with um, follicular lymphoma in 2010. I uh, immediately got on the internet um, and uh, looked around for, for some information. I was desperate for information. I'd never even heard of lymphoma um, before I was, I was diagnosed with it. Fortunately, I stumbled across uh, the Lymphoma Action uh, homepage, um, lots of good information. And even more fortunately, I, I discovered that um, the charity was about to set up a, a support group um, in my local area um, based at um, the, the local hospital. Without hesitation, I attended the uh, inaugural meeting, which is organised by a um, clinical nurse specialist at the hospital so uh, she was looking for volunteers to take the lead in organizing so uh, myself and a couple of others stuck our hands up uh, we were we were very keen to to help uh, and very keen for the group to continue and, and establish itself um, and um, so I became a support group facilitator and you've also been involved in a number of ways over the years Mark 
as well as the support group, local community volunteer, online support facilitator. And I know currently you're part of our reader panel, our insights panel and the volunteering forum. So lots of variety. Can you share a bit about what those roles involve? Yeah, um, they're, they're all, all different. So they, they all bring something, di some, something new to get involved with. And they're, they're not really very time consuming, any of them. So I can quite happily incorporate them into my, my, other, my other activities. The, the community volunteer work, things I've got involved with, again, um, a variety of things, manning um, charity uh, stalls at, at various events. So uh, trying to, to spread the word and, and raise um, people's awareness of, of lymphoma. I did a, an interview with the local hospital radio station, again, raising awareness. I've uh, presented to um, various community groups on the subject of lymphoma, all, all raising awareness of, uh, of what we're all about and, and the charity. Um, and I, I did a newspaper interview. So lots of you know, different experiences as a, as a community volunteer. Um, the, the Insights panel, that's really given me an opportunity to um, give my opinion to the charity. Uh, as someone affected by lymphoma. Um, so it's um, a user of the charity. So it's the charity bouncing ideas off a user of the charity's services um, to try and you know, fine tune um, the services that it, it provides. The readers panel, um, I occasionally get sent um, a draft copy of um, a, a latest publication and um, I'm asked to uh, to review from a from a user's point of view. They don't usually take much reviewing because they're inver invariably of high quality, um, and the the information is very, always very accessible. Um, and then finally, the the volunteer forum, um, which is a, a regular get get together with uh, fellow volunteers um, to provide some feedback to to the charity on. Um, on life as a volunteer. It's a sort of a, a volunteer feedback loop. Great. Thank you, Mark. Penny, as one of our Live Your Life facilitators, can you tell us what that role involves? Obviously, well, pre-COVID, it was meetings that happened around the country and um, they were very much focused um, as a, a regional activity that would involve um, the local hospital, the local CNS, um, hopefully. And, uh, and then patients from, from a local area. And um, there's a, a bank of uh, Live Your Life volunteers who would go along and, um, and host the day's meeting. And it's, it's a workshop to help people who uh, learn to live with lymphoma or life after lymphoma, depending on where they, they are in their journey, whether they're on um, active monitoring or um, are coming out of the other end of treatment. Obviously with COVID, that put a, a kibosh on any of the face-to-face -face meetings. So there's been a move by Lymphoma Action, which I think has been great to take that into Zoom as, as well. But it allowed us to, um, if people were available and they're in need of help, then for um, them to be able to access the service. But there's also a set that, uh, of pre-recorded modules as well, which are, are available through the website as well. Or 
attend a workshop and participate with other people. And I think that there is a lot of benefit to, be, to being in a workshop in the sense that you do get to interact with other people who are in a similar position uh, to yourself. And we'll cover things like how to manage where you're at in terms of your fear of recurrence or your fear of being on uh, active surveillance and things developing. So what to look out for, when to, uh, to contact your team. And then we'll look at the emotional aspects of our journey with lymphoma and how we might move forward and, and sort of probably um, get to a point that there's an acceptance of this is, this is where we're at and let's move on and let's rebuild our lives, maybe in a, with a slightly different focus, but we, we get an opportunity to move on. And then we look at other aspects of well-being like exercise and how we might um, recover some of our fitness or maintain some of our fitness um, with the challenges that are ahead, looking at things like healthy eating and, and what have you. And then a, a big signposting session to, uh, to where you can find further information, whether that be from Lymphoma Action and the amazing amount of information that's on the website or um, various other sources. But I think the aim is really to, to put people in a better frame from, uh, of mind from where they were when they, came, they come into a workshop and feel empowered that they know if they need information, they know where to go for good quality curated information um, and avoid some of the quackery that might be out there, which can you know, misguide and, and, and certainly make life pretty miserable for, for people with lymphoma. You mentioned about moving online in response to the pandemic. How have you found that experience compared to hosting a workshop face-to-face? It's um, moving online is quite interesting. Uh, there's, there's a lot of, of benefits for it. It's obviously very convenient. It can be quite hard. It, it often depends on your audience, I think. There are people who get, engage really readily with an online platform and, and maybe you've had lots of experience with work or, or what, whatever. But we did have a, a fairly small workshop not that long ago where we were presenting to a wall on a blank screen and um, a couple of quiet people. And that's, that can be quite hard work. But at the same time, those people stayed online for the whole of the day. So they may not have wanted to participate, but the fact they were still there meant they were probably getting something out of it. And when you're reading a, a room, if you've got people face to face, you know, you can have people who are there, but they're really not in a great place that they, they want to actively contribute but they are absorbing information and it's giving them some sense of reassurance of either what they might think or um, how their feeling is okay and that they will come out the other side or if they don't where to go for help and all of those types of things or just just the fact that they've got a workbook and they can cons consult it afterwards and given we're in that position where covid's probably not still not going to go away for a while it does create a safer environment for those that are immunocompromised. I think it's great we've got that uh, as a, another stream of how we can deliver a programme. And certainly for volunteering, we found it's opened new opportunities to engage and connect our volunteers, which we couldn't offer before. I know, Mark, you're part of the volunteer forum, which you mentioned earlier. But how have you found moving online in terms of engaging with other volunteers, but also for your roles such as online support facilitating? First of all, if it hadn't been for um, uh, the online facility, the group would have stopped 
meeting. So it was a lifeline. It enabled us to, to continue through a very difficult period, which was great. And even now we're, we're still meeting on, on Zoom. So it, it's a bit more, um, a bit more formal um, and it takes more, more facilitating. So you have to make sure that everybody has a chance to, uh, to speak. Right. And just to, to carry on with that point around connecting with other volunteers, how has online facilitated that for you, Mark? I don't think we'd, we'd, um, we'd connect otherwise because of the, you know, the geographical consideration. Um, we have regular forums uh, and um, off the top of my head, I'm thinking there's someone in, from Scotland on that call. There's someone from Wales on that call. Um, I'm in the southeast of England, you know, with, with the best will, you're, you're not going to get that, th th those people together face to face on a regular basis. Um, so it, it opens up possibilities. Um, and, you know, move, moving forward, you know, Zoom is, is here to stay and it has its place. Um, and, um, you know, it, it has enhanced our ability to, to connect with people. Which is really, really important, definitely. And it's important for us that we provide a supportive and meaningful volunteer experience. Volunteers' well-being is a top priority. We want to make sure as volunteers you get the most out of your experience with us. Can you share, Penny, what you've personally gained from volunteering and has it benefited your own lymphoma experience? When I, I obviously went through the Live Your Life program myself as, as that was part of the training of to, to attend a day and then to um, work out how to deliver the day and all of those sorts of things and I got quite a bit out of just doing that originally but then to actually go on and start to deliver the the program every single time I do it I come away a little bit more uplifted by some of the quite inspirational stories that I hear of what people were doing their approach the challenges they've had and, and 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 even if they're struggling how stoic they're being or whatever or just the fact that we're all in it together so even if you're wobbling a little bit and you know when I was moving towards my my relapse I always describe it as I felt my happy space which is on an ice rink was being um invaded by my lymphoma so it was time to do something about it but I go to a to um a meeting and realise I wasn't alone as well, which at the end of the day, we're individuals as well, and we're individuals with lymphoma. So, and I think that's one of the special things about um, lymphoma action, you know, a lot of the volunteers are patients themselves or carers, so they've had first-hand or second-hand experience with it, but, but experience nonetheless. And it just makes the environment um, really understanding and then really supportive I might be delivering a programme, but at the same time, I'm getting quite a lot out of delivering that programme as well. And I go home each time a little bit stronger and a little bit more empowered. And I learn th things, you know, so we'll, we'll uh, approach a subject and we'll chat it through in the workshop about what people might do to, to try and deal with um, different emotions or, you know, add in some more exercise when they're not when they're feeling a bit ropey. And somebody will come up with a, a new idea that we haven't thought about before. And you just keep learning something new all the time, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's really wonderful to hear. And how about you, Mark? What do you feel you've personally gained from your volunteer experience? 
a sense of community. Um, when I when I discovered lymphoma action, I I felt I I stepped into this this community, and I, I really appreciated the fact that we're all in it together. There's lots of people who are going through the same experiences as as myself, um, and I'm able to talk the same language with these people, share information, share experiences, and make new friends. Um, and I really do feel like I'm, I'm part of the lymphoma community. Like any community that you're a part of, you, you, you want to play a role. You want to do things for, for others. Um, and that's where the, the volunteering comes in. It, it, just, it does give you a sense of, sense of purpose. You can't do anything about your lymphoma, but you can do things for the lymphoma community. Um, and so it's that, that sense of purpose that it gives you. Um, you know, you, you can do something, you, you're not helpless. Yeah, that, that's what it's, what, what it's done for me. And also the chance to do some, some things that I've, I've never done before. Um, you know, doing a radio interview and being interviewed for a, uh, for a newspaper article. And um, I even got the chance several years ago to, to visit the Houses of Parliament. Um, there was a, a promotional event to, to raise awareness of lymphoma. And I was invited along to that. So, uh, you know, some, some, as I say, some things I, I never would have, would have uh, done before. And how do you feel your volunteering has benefited people affected by lymphoma, Mark? I think clearly the, the support group is, is giving people a, a forum um, to, uh, to, to come together and express their feelings, share, share their experiences and bring them into the the community that I've that I've talked about, and and also in in the the other roles where I'm giving my perspective as a someone affected by by lymphoma to the charity. Uh, hopefully, I'm helping to to fine tune the services that you provide to the community. You know that that will clearly benefit the uh, the service users. Yeah, certainly helping to shape our work is, is really important and we want user involvement, volunteers, service users to be part of that. So it is really key. How about you, Penny? How do you feel the Live Your Life role benefits those that attend? I know you've touched upon some of that, but is there anything further to, to add? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do. I think Mark summed it up really well that there's a sense of community that develops and, and that comes at, through with the um, Live Your Life programme. That's one of the things we try and do. We have lots of breakout sessions, even on Zoom. We try and add them in so that if people are local to each other, we might try and foster some sort of um, local support network. But I think there's also that, that just that, you know, that sense of well-being. And so I feel like I've I've got this precious cargo at the start of, of um, the day and we hope that we we let that precious cargo go at the end of the day in a stronger, more robust way where they just feel they've got some tools available to, to move forward. And maybe one of the key things is that sense of community of not being alone and knowing there are other people and there are people you can call upon. One thing doesn't fit everybody. So the regular meeting might not be right for someone, but a buddy system might be, or phoning the helpline might be, or just knowing where to go for good quality information, all of those things. And just knowing there's lots of different um, avenues that somebody could go down dependent on where they are on their journey. I think um, it's just fantastic to, to be part of that process. 
and we receive feedback from people that attend our events and activities how much they value the difference of having someone with lived experience being part of that supporting them offering peer support so that's brilliant and wonderful to hear we spoke earlier about the different roles you have with the charity and i know that penny and mark you're involved with external roles penny you have some that are linked and related to lymphoma could you just share a bit about what you do for other organizations they, they seem to be growing. <laughs> um, so I started out um, through my hospital where I'm treated, um, being on their patient participation initiative. So it's a little bit what uh, um, like what Mark's been describing for lymphoma action, but I do it for the Oxford University Hospital's haematology departments. And as a result of that, I've ended up being a patient representative on the Oxford Lymphoid Disorders Study Group. And then I also um, volunteer at a European level. So I sit on um, the Lymphoma Coalition, which is the global organisation that scoops up all the lymphoma patient organisations in lots of different countries around the world. And um, I sit on their community advisory board and as a result of that, other things are rolling out of that too. So it's growing. Volunteering certainly keeping you busy, Penny. And, and how do you find that volunteering with Lymphoma Action alongside the other roles that you have fits with your other commitments, your lifestyle? It, it works really well in the sense of, you know, a lot of, a lot of it, it's not, it's not too onerous on, on any level really. And, and I think... The organisations are always mindful that we're patients and you're never quite sure where we are in our journey. And, you know, in my case, I did relapse. And so the organisations are very mindful of that and will not assume we any of us can deliver, but ask. And then it's um, very much a free will for us to be able to say whether we're able to commit to, to any projects or not. I think the other side of the community thing uh, that Mark was describing earlier is that if somebody falls ill, like we had a, um, a meeting that was set up for two facilitators to, to run a, a Live Your Life programme, and, so, and one of them went down with COVID and the call came out, can anyone else cover the meeting and upset um, a lot of hands going, yeah, we can do that. So people are willing to it's, we're part of a team with it's not just down to one person and that in this in a sense is another community as well it's another community of patient advocates who are trying to make the offering and the support that's available for patients coming through, newly diagnosed patients coming through and better than it was for us it was having said that it was still good but things are evolving all the time and there's new information coming through so there's a job to be done all of the time to to try and help people understand and, and help them along their journey uh, and the same for you mark how do you find that volunteering with lymphoma action fits around your other commitments your lifestyle and your external volunteering roles that you have i retired three years ago um, and i was a bit concerned that I would be bored. So um, I signed up to do several volunteer roles, volunteered for um, Lymphoma Action for a while. I've also been a school governor for a while, um, but I also took on a um, volunteer role for um, two other organisations. One, one is uh, U3A, which is an organisation for uh, retired people, it's interest groups for, for retired people. Um, and I 
I help to, to organise those. Um, and I also volunteer with Citizens Advice. So I'm very busy, busier than I um, was hoping to be in retirement. Um, but I think the, the good thing about uh, Lymphoma Action um, volunteering is it's scalable. Some, some of the commitments I have are involve a set amount of time. Um, but with the uh, Lymphoma Action volunteering, I always get um, the option to, to not take up the opportunity to, to volunteer for a particular task. So each task that I, I, I'm sent is, is optional. Um, now, I, I generally don't turn them down because I, I, I don't like to, to do that. Um, but I, I always feel that if I am really busy, I can say no. So that, that is, I, I think, a real, a real good feature of um, lymphoma action volunteering. You can, you can scale it up or down depending on your, your particular circumstances at the time. And, and, and also the lymphoma action roles, are, volunteer roles, are, are quite different to the other ones that I do. It gives me variety, which is, which is good. I, I, I enjoy the variety of the different roles I do. That's really great to hear and that both your experiences find volunteering with us really flexible. That's what we aim to do. We want to offer varying levels of commitment, involvement, variety. So I'm really pleased that that's your experience. Can you tell us about any of your standout moments, highlights or achievements through the Live Your Life facilitator role, Penny? I think it's just they're little, they're all little moments, but they all have an impact. So there's just learning how people talk about things. So they, somebody might have said, well, you know, how I when I'm feeling a bit down, I, I develop a luscious list and it's become part of our what we all talk about now we sort of thought oh, it's a great idea we can have all these things that we like doing so we go and that's our go-to list when we're feeling a bit down and and then you'll hear somebody who describes described a story of you know struggling to get up from a chair and um, make it to the bathroom and and then over time they just did a little bit more each day and and then proudly sat there and said and I ran 5k last last week and you go and the whole room erupts and goes yay because we're all in it together and we're all almost there and just makes things feel achievable to um to other people so it's a whole tapestry of little stories like that or you know a guy who'd sat there very quietly for a long time and it clearly taken a lot in didn't say much in the meeting and went I'm going home and I'm going to pick up my drumsticks again stuff like that you you it makes you realize that you're having an impact on on somebody's life and that you you've given them a little something it's a step in the right direction and and hopefully the impetus to build and get, and grow stronger and feel um, more able to cope moving forward and, and and there's always something from every single meeting i do there'll be a little little moment like that where you just go yeah okay that made it worthwhile today and there's, you know, there's, there can be lots of them, but that's it. This, so it's difficult to describe because they're all different, but they're all really valuable. Wonderful. No, that's really, really wonderful to hear. And how, as you said, those small bits all become one big thing because you can see the impact that you're having as a team of Live Your Life facilitators supporting mm -hmm. people. How about you, Mark? Any standout moments for you? The positive feedback, um, people who are genuinely grateful and, and also 
you know, the, the charity is always grateful for, for what volunteers do. That, that makes a difference as well to get that gratitude from, from the charity uh, uh, for everything that we do. Um, it, 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 uh, it counts for a lot. And we always say it, but we can never say thank you enough. I think the, the other thing that's worth pointing, pointing out at this point is um, the charity is really good at caring for its volunteers as well. So if, if things have maybe been a little bit challenging, there's somebody on the end of the phone going, are you guys all right? Was that OK for you? Is there anything we could do for you too? And that is um, priceless as, as well. And as, as Mark has said earlier, you know, there's lots of opportunity to feedback the, the Live Your Life programme has been through changes. We've had input to the workbooks. We've had input to the slides. We've, asked, we've been asked how um, easy they are to present or not. And we've all been part of that process of, uh, of evolving it further and being very much listened to and valued, which is, is really lovely. Wonderful. What three words would you use to describe your volunteer experience, Mark? I've, this is an overused word, but I'm going to use it again. Community purpose and fun. Penny, how about you? I think uplifting is probably my top word. I've, I've every time I'm involved in a program, I know I'm using more than three words, but just bear with me. Um, every time I do a Live Your Life program, I come away up, uplifted from that meeting. Purpose, for sure, and value. Yeah, there's, there's um, an app, I don't know if you've heard of it, uh, it's a geo-positional app called uh, What Three Words, which uh, basically allocates three unique words to any um, three metre squared area on the earth. Um, and wouldn't it be nice if the, the three words allocated to the lymphoma action offices in Aylesbury um, were a combination of uh, some of those words we've just described. That would be fab. <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> what would you say to someone thinking about volunteering with the charity? Do it. Definitely do it. It's, um, it's a lovely group to be part of. Um, you get an awful lot out of it, more than you ever imagined, I think, that you would get out of it, actually. It's very flexible. You can do as much or as little as you want. And there's lots and lots of different opportunities. So you can use um, whatever skills you have. Um, there'll, be, there'll be a project that you can get involved in, including jumping out of a plane, which I'm going to do for my 60th birthday. <laughs> I know, I know, okay. <laughs> Crazy woman. <laughs> and Mark, what would you say to someone thinking about volunteering? I'd say that you can you can volunteer in in lots of different ways. There, we've we've described some of them today, but but there are other ways. Whatever your background, whatever your skill set, however much time you've got, there'll be something that that you can do, and something that will give you a sense of purpose, and something that you will enjoy doing. You can make a a real difference for for the community the lymphoma community so just do it and finally we have a couple of additional questions that we ask all our podcast guests the first one is what one thing has helped you with your lymphoma mark oh, i'm going to say it again it's the community it's 
it's being able to connect with with people who are in the same position as me and that that includes the the charity i regard the charity as being part of the community um as well as you know the people who are affected by by lymphoma so all the information that the, the and the and the services that the charity provides and the the opportunity to to engage with people who are in my position i'm, I'm not sure that was one thing but that's what came out <laughs> i think for me it's information and and i'm i know it doesn't work for everybody but for me information is power knowing as much as i can about various aspects to do with lymphoma makes me feel in control it's not everybody's style but it's good to know there's good i go back to I use that word curated good solid information reliable information that's available in a readable format without it being too science scientific but having enough science in there to make sense i think has, has really helped and and then as marcus said just knowing you're not alone and you hear stories of when someone tells you that you're going to particularly if you've got follicular lymphoma or one of you know, one of the other indolent lymphomas that you've got a cancer you've got lymphoma and they're not going to tr to do anything about it you're going to be on active surveillance that is the scariest place in the world to be and yet there are many people out there who have had um, a diagnosis from many years ago and have never had treatment and the more you hear that, the more relaxed you get about, I can, I can deal with this. Um, and the same applies if you've had a high grade one. So when we sit in the meetings and somebody's just been diagnosed with a high grade lymphoma, and then they, they hear about people who've come out the other side of treatment and they're in, a, they're in remission, all of those types of things, that the community then helps to provide that additional level of support so knowing there's other people there and they've made it out the other side i think that's really important too yeah i'd, I'd like to e echo that penny um very early on you're diagnosed with cancer and you know your first thought is you know how long have i got um and at uh at a, one of the very early support group meetings um i met a lady um who had had cancer for for 10 years and had no treatment in that time and that totally opened my eyes to to the possibilities i i hadn't even hadn't considered that as a as an option um and now here i am you know 12 years later so the the final question is what brings you joy cool you know how to how to ask difficult questions don't you carly being on an ice rink <laughs> brings me a lot of joy that's my that's my happy place that's your hobby ice skating yeah i love ice skating and um it's a place i go where i have to let everything else go i think so and that's why i was so unhappy when larry as i call my lymphoma invaded my happy space and and started to um cloud my thoughts because i don't actually think about anything else other than trying to stay upright and and not break anything and do whatever I'm trying to do. So that's the place to go to empty my brain. Mark, have you thought about what brings you joy? Yeah, th thank you, Penny. You gave me a few more seconds to think about that one. Um, two things, family and um, music, both of which can, can reach parts of me that other things can't. So thank you so much for joining us today, Penny and Mark, to share your volunteer experience. 
and for your support as volunteers it's brilliant to talk to you it's been very inspiring and i'm sure there are many people out there who are considering volunteering and if anyone is interested in talking with us about getting involved then please take a look at the volunteering pages on the website and a member of staff is more than happy to chat with you about ways that you can get involved thank you for joining us today thank you, thank you. For more information about lymphoma and the support we can offer to people affected by the condition, please visit the Lymphoma Action website at www.lymphoma-action.org.uk. Lymphoma Action. Inform. Support. Connect.